that's what y'all keep saying. So one is just us. Rich is just the outgoes, and y'all come in on what we're singing on too. So it's you are worthy. Hey! 
Jim.
Just talk to one of the youth, and we're more than willing to sell you some strawberries. But those orders will be due by February 8th of next month. Um, online registration for the Ladies Joy Conference is currently open, ladies. So if you want to go ahead and hop on that, that's all yours. The Mother's Memorial Pledge the, for the cards, those are due July 1st. Um, on February 5th, uh, we're having a love offering. And then on the 12th, Brother Brad Davis will be ministering both services taking place that day. So that's really awesome. Just come out and support. Um, on the 19th uh, is Youth Sunday. So that is always awesome and excited to hear about. And then on the 20th, we have the Ladies United Fellowship. Uh, to sign up, you just need to go to the foyer and it'll be right there uh, on the desk. And then also, on the 23rd, we have Kylie and Tanner's wedding shower, and that'll take place at 6.30 at the FLC. So if you just want to go and you want to just bully them or give them a gift and be lame, that's fine. But that'll be at 6.30 at the FLC on the 23rd. And with that, we'll start. So just go ahead and stand up, and let's just get into a moment of praise where we just focus on the Lord.
voices, let's lift our hands to the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you have a need of him this morning? He's in the house. All you've got to do is ask. He said, just ask and you will receive it. Do you need a healing this morning? Do you need an answer today? He's in the house. He's your God. He loves you. He's interested in your need this morning. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. What a beautiful presence of the Lord this morning. Praise God. We want to pray this morning for John Dars, Jim Bolton family. Uh, Jim passed away. Praise God. Roger Houchins, Roger Wilkins. Sister Chris Adders has a special need this morning. Sister Renee Flowers, continue to pray for her. Sister Shirley Benson, her and her husband has been here many times and has preached and gave us such a wonderful blessing. We want to pray for her and that family. She's been diagnosed with an aggressive cancer. Let's hold her up. Bethany Rogers. Jana Leverton, Charles Flemings, Manuel and Sandy Martinez, George and Mildred Pratt, Don and Donna Howard, Ryan Williams, Dickie Irwin, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Miller Gambray, Rex Foster, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Bryce May, Brother and Sister Tornada, Brother and Sister Proctor, Chaplain Steve Goods, Brother and Sister Bristow. Whatever your need is today, I, I just, I, I'm just impressed that there is someone here those of you that know me know that I don't say things like this unless I, I feel it. But there's someone here today that needs an answer to a problem. It may be a healing. Hakondo moho shana hakahito shananamaka. This morning, God will touch you. And I will go so far as to say this is when we call for the people to come down front. If you will come down, you will not leave out those doors the way you came. Praise God. Praise God. Please don't take those words lightly this morning. Six o'clock Saturday evenings, we have 
a prayer, a group of people that come and we pray right here in the auditorium. And at the end of that prayer, I have started in the book of Revelations and we are dedicating something like 30 minutes to teaching some prophecy. And we're not just going in a hurry. We're taking scripture by scripture and we're going into detail with it. So if you have any interest in the book of Revelations, I would ask you to be here. I, I know the Lord won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed in the Lord because he's always here. But last evening, we taught in the church of Pergamos. And in the 17th verse of chapter 2, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I give to eat of the hidden manna. The hidden manna. The Orthodox Jews and many of the branches of the Jews. They believe that that hidden manna is hidden okay because it's in the Ark of the Covenant that Jeremiah hid somewhere on the Temple Mount. But it's saying here that someday you will be able a true child of God will be able to eat of that hidden manna. Praise God. Several years ago, we had a group of United Pentecostal pastors, and I forget the pastor's name, but it was from Beaumont. They had been to Jerusalem. They'd been on the Temple Mount. And at Texas camp meeting, he gave a report. He said, as that group of ministers was going through some of the underground passageways there under the Temple Mount, that the Jewish guide stopped them and got them in a huddle and whispered to them. He said, gentlemen, you're standing within 10 feet of the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know about you, but that sends cold chills over, all over me. Whether the Ark of the Covenant is in that Temple Mount or whether it was taken into heaven, I don't know. But I know this. There's coming a day wherever that Ark of the Covenant is, wherever that hidden man is at, if you make the rapture of the church, you're going to be able partake of that hidden manna. As you stand this morning, we want to go to the Lord for every prayer need that exists. And to that one person this morning that needs a definite touch, a definite answer, I encourage you to come forward. Anybody, any need, come forward right now. In the name of Jesus.
inviting eyes to step inside. Come behold the Holy King.
may be seated as our ushers come. We take our tithes and our offering. Father, thank you so much for the spirit we've already felt in this place as you begin to minister. I pray that we become fertile ground, God, for you to plant a seed in our hearts today. I pray you bless what is given and that you bless the giver and anoint the preaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up, he's turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid. Save me. 
see the land the entire universe it created all of that and so we have a confidence in him that is just beyond measure and so our faith is justified by what we have seen and our faith in the future is justified by those things we have acknowledged or sensed and know that if he did all of this and he can keep you glued to the earth spinning around like it is, don't you ever doubt there's a holy city. There are angels all over this place. And the glory of the Lord is in the house. And if there's any lack in your home or your head or your heart, peace and righteousness and joy it's our own fault your sins have hid his face from you and that is a critical but more powerful statement now with that being said I want to apologize to our church board and trustees uh, I don't I'm not sure that I can give you the exact utterance 
but uh, I want you men and people to know that I can come short just as much after I have preached to others. And I am very familiar with the scripture, in your patience you possess your soul. And I got in a rush and did a lot of things the last few weeks that I apologize to this board and this church for. Because I helped to create a dilemma. And I am believing God to help us all get through the dilemma. And it's, it's not like I cussed or, you know, I, I didn't commit adultery or fornication, so don't get nervous. I just didn't say things right as they should and in a timely way where they should have been said. And it's you need to know that your pastor has a lot of humanity. I regret that, but you're stuck for a few more days. Because I love you, and I will not tell you to apologize until your pastor leads the parade. So I want you to pray for your pastor and the future of this assembly. Would you do that and stand in honor to him whom we have to do? Father, I thank you today for your marvelous mercy. Thank you for today, this wonderful crowd of people that are here, to honor your name. And the last thing I want to do is to frustrate your grace. And so I'm asking you personally in front of them, cleanse me, my hands, my head, and my way of life. In Jesus' name. Now let's shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. We're not going to live in that cave. We're on our way to a holy city. We're on our way to a great future, and there's no devil that's going to stop what's happening in faith. So God bless you, and again, I'm not living in the cave. Uh, Jesus got out of the grave, and I'm out. Not going to live in the stale, stagnant past. I am into the river of life, and I want us to look at the word of the Lord and... Uh, let the spirit of truth speak to us today. And uh, I am going to look at Job. And I want to read a few verses here from the fifth chapter of, of Job's writings. And so in verse 19, chapter 5, verse 15, these bifocals are not working real good. But he saveth the poor from the sword from their mouth and from the hand of the mighty so the poor hath hope and we all know that the Bible said we're saved by hope so the poor hath hope and iniquity stoppeth her mouth behold happy is the man whom God correcteth Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty, for he maketh sore, and then he binds up. He woundeth, and then his hands make us whole. He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven shall no evil touch thee. Wow. Job is, is such an outstanding character in the Bible. 
In famine he shall redeem thee from death and in war from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. Neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famine you laugh. I always wondered why I always laughed. Because it, it used to irritate Dad when I would do something wrong and he was having to get on to me and I'd get tickled. It never did work out real good. Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beast of the earth, for thou shalt be in league with the stones of the field, and the beast of the field shall be at peace with thee. I mean, we, we're dealing with a guy that suffered afflictions to the max, and, and we get worried if we get a cold that lasts more than two weeks. Am I going to make it? Oh, I must have pneumonia. Maybe it's something worse. Oh, get out of that. Laugh in the day of calamity. Laughter doeth good like a medicine. And so, uh, and thou shalt know that thy tabernacle, your body, your life, shall be in peace. And thou shalt visit thy habitation and shall not sin. And just to remind us of what sin is, it's separation from God. And unbelief is sin. And so lack of trust is sin. Anything that separates you from God is sin. And so God will willingly forgive us immediately if we confess that we sinned. And then we're back in cadence with the king. We're back in cadence with the angels that encamp round about us and deliver us. But if the angels see us separated from God, from envy, strife, jealousy, all of those sins of the flesh, and we're catering to those, the angels don't deliver you there. You've got to confess your sin no matter how hard it is to do it. Like, like a lot of Pentecost church when the preacher's preaching that good, they'll say, Amen. I mean, I'm preaching solid truth. This is not about what's going on right now. This is about your forever life. We're not dealing with little trivialities. I mean, whatever happens and around all of the stuff, the physical stuff, that is immaterial. It's our spirit that is the crate and the need of the hour because we are living epistles. There is no greater witness than your conversation that is filled with peace and righteousness and joy. It, it's, it's amazing how all that works. And so today we are looking into the most afflicted guy and that guy, uh, uh, Job, we, I, I, you could just go ahead and read that at your leisure. But I want to move over to the word faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. You know, it is amazing what faith can do. And Paul writes about it, and faith without works is dead. Now, that doesn't mean just do what we want to do. 
faith without works is about the word. It's about the spirit. And so if we do not enjoin ourselves to righteousness, peace, and joy, we're already out of kingdom relationship. So it's imperative, pray without ceasing. You understand? Pray without ceasing. And, and I remember back many years ago when I was dealing with that scripture and I said, God, you know, I, I mean, I got to get busy with other stuff. I can't just be in the prayer room 24-7. Because all, almost all the time we deal with prayer as, 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 as this or this. And then we sometimes get loud and sometimes we speak in tongues and sometimes we do this. And, and, and I, mean, Jane, I mean, the Bible tells it very clearly. And I want to warn you about this because when you talk in tongues and you don't have love and you don't have peace and you don't have joy, you've just talked in tongues. And so then you go to the book of uh, 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 Hebrews, the 12th chapter, I mean the Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And then he says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity. See, if you want us to do a study that's really helpful, it helped me about some time ago. 1 Corinthians 12 deals with the government of the church. 1 Corinthians 13, you move from 12 into 13 with this statement. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. That little bridge over troubled waters moves you into the chapter of love. And the first people, I've mentioned this, but I want to tell you again because there's too many people that I know worldwide, not just here, worldwide, that think because they talk in tongues they're apostolic. He said to the church that talks in tongues first, Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not love, I am a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. In other words, I'm not in cadence with peace, joy, and righteousness. So don't think that a lot of tongue talking is going to do it. Talking in tongues, the second verse, though I, uh, he, he moves from uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, I am uh, a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. And then he talks about all the knowledge. And then he talks about all the charitable things. And he challenges the entire church. And, and, and you know what I've said about that. It's not like a new thing. It's like I'm just trying to remind us as we're crossing from time into eternity. You're almost there. The signs of the time tell us. He said, you, you can read the signs when it's going to rain, and you can read the signs when it's going to storm, and you can read. All you got to do is get your little barometric pressure out and see what's happening. It's going to be a lot of wind. When that barometric pressure is going up like this, I mean, you better get you a cave to get in because that means it's going to be tornadoes and hurricanes. Some of that hurricane stuff can get you in a hurry. When it's falling or rising, either one, it starts creating problems. And so they that wait upon the Lord have peace because the storms don't take us over. Hey, 
psychologically and spiritually, there is a cadence to life. So in that whole setting, I want us to understand that, that, that you move from one great thing, organization and having a, a things to do in 1 Corinthians 12. And please don't read it right now while I'm trying to teach you this lesson because it, it, it's an imperative that we get it, get what's the bread for today, okay? Because we are about to conquer mountains. How many of you really believe we can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into yonder sea, and it shall happen? I don't care what size mountain you think you're facing, there is deliverance through your word of power and the word of the Spirit and the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, your home's not going under. Your head is not going under. The devil don't have the power to do anything but deceive you. And if you'll just stay in connection with God, his power is weak. His graveyard, the worst enemy, he's got is conquerable through our name of Jesus Christ and that's why the Bible said let every man name the name of Jesus Christ because there is deliverance there is salvation there is wisdom there is knowledge there is the gift of the spirit there are the powers of glory I'm here to preach to us today no weapon formed we're not going under we may go through all kind of afflictions and we may create our own dilemma, but we can overcome our own dilemma and we can get forgiveness for anything we've ever done. The only thing is blasphemy. And that's just simply unbelief. If you don't believe that stuff, you're already in blasphemy. But if you believe in Jesus and function in Christ, you're not blasphemous. You're not going to curse your wife out one minute in blasphemy and doubt that she's really your wife. Ladies and gentlemen, we we are in a real battle with Satan. And I'm not willing whatever we have to do to crawl in humility to touch the hem of his garment. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, forsaking all, I take him. That's the acronym for faith. Forsaking all, I take him. Forsaking all, I take him. That's what faith is all about. I forsake my thoughts. I forsake the way I would do it. And I take him, his word, his spirit, his glory, his future, his love, his mercy, his grace. And I activate it in my life, in my voice, in my actions. And the whole world looks and says, what a living epistle that is. I've never met anybody like that. I've never seen anybody that's that courageous. I've never seen anybody 
anybody that employed that much truth. I've never seen anybody so rich that when they're in a, going through a deficit, they're shouting in the prison like Paul. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, almighty God. Yes, I am in afflictions right now. Yes, I'm going through this right now. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If you believe truth, you believe that. And you have the right to act upon that. And I will do what I need to do to stay engaged. Sin separates you from that. Sin separates you from peace. You want to know how well you're doing in kingdom life? Check your peace. Get you a piece of litmus paper in your spirit and take a blood sample and see how well your peace is. Because great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. And somebody say the one word. No thing. We call it nothing. No thing shall separate you from that kind of peace. You'll fight demons to hang on to peace if you're living in it. Nothing, sin, separates you from peace. Praying keeps you in touch. So he said, pray without ceasing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about just preaching I like. It's about preaching that's going to take me to leap over a troop and jump over a wall and be able to climb without exertion beyond my capability. I don't have to have a drug. I don't have to be able to lie. I don't have to be able to get mad at somebody. I don't have to be able to hate somebody. I don't have to do any of that. I am in peace with the king. The king that rules everything. And he is able. And if he's in charge of my head. And he's in charge of my heart. And he's in charge of my life. I can't dress good enough to make it happen. But I can not dress myself right and diagnose my own idealism about holiness. Holiness is simply transparency of the flesh. When they see me, they see him. When they hear me, they hear him. And that's why he said, let there be no murmuring, complaining, and all of that false stuff goes on with the flesh. So that every morning you want to crucify this flesh so you can pray without ceasing. Hold on. Put it to the wrong place, didn't it?
you doing? I can't hear you on my phone. I thought he was back there. No, God's everywhere. Now, Brother Rick is. If you could tune in to this same station, everybody could hear him. Tell me somebody in this building you love, sir. Everybody. I'll start with your wife, though. Mother-in-law next. Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> Folks, I hate dead church. <laughs> I don't want to play games and footsies with God on Sunday and let him try to reach me on Monday and I'm not reachable. The Prince of Peace knows when you're in trouble. So he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is about to say. Don't gauge your prayer time by the time you choose it. Let him choose some of the prayer time. But you see, we're so busy, God. I mean, you promised us you was going to do all this stuff, so we're just going to take it for granted. It'll be in the garage when I get home. No, he lands that stuff in your heart and your head. And from your heart and your head, you manage your feet. And you don't go where places would tempt you to be less than 100% serving him. Now, we used to not go to ball games because that people would start talking about the ball games more than they talked about the church service. We'd rather do what we want to do than do what he's asking us to do. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Because if you miss a service and he is here, he's going to get information that's going to cause him to make you look, well, well what does he think he's doing? But when we're all working with the same king, now don't you get upset if you have to miss a service. Just get online. Be calling other people on the phone while you're t listening to the musicians sing a song. Oh, yeah. Ho hey, hold on just a minute. I'd like to hear what the next verse of this song is. Come on, folks. It's way too late in the day for us not to be real. It is way too late in our life not to be real. It is time for us to get that spirit that I can leap over a troop and jump over a wall and nothing's going to offend me. I'm not going to let it drag me down. I'm not going to let it drag me away. I am going to touch the hem of his garment and get enough virtue that nothing, no weapon formed against me is going to disturb my peace. It's not going to get my joy. It's not going to get my thrill and righteousness. I'm not going out and God 
gossiping because I've got a right to now because so and so lied to me I'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen it's high time the trumpet is about to sound it is time for us to renew our faith and renew our spirit and do he said you're saved by the renewing of your spirit I'd do it every morning if I was you I'd get up every morning and say God this is the day that you have made I am going to praise you for it I'm going to praise you for my wife I'm going to praise you for my job I'm going to praise you for my kids I'm going to praise you for a nice house I'm going to praise you for food I've got tons of stuff to praise you for God and if you don't do anything else I'm going to shout and dance in your house and I'm going to let my brothers and sisters know I'm an obedient child I love them I love you and I live to have you in my heart now You've already been here long enough to know if I've lied to you anything. I want you to stand up and confess it so you don't have to wait and get on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how serious this is. Judge not lest you be judged. For with what judgment you mete out, that's what you're going to be judged. And what that means is that when you talk about somebody else, You join them in their spiritual life. We are accountable. Now, I'm telling you this again. If you do that seven times 70 a day, 490 times you are going to be busy. You're going to have a Niagara of forgiveness flooding the zone. Because if you confess it seven times 70 a day, you get forgiven seven. So you can do 489 times bad and have one to play on. We're talking about the riches of God. We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're not talking about belonging to a local assembly. You can have peace when the rest of the crowd is in the misery. You can have joy when the rest of the crowd is unthinkably pitiful. I'm telling you, you have a personal relationship with the king to leap over a troop, jump over a wall, and be who God calls you to be. And that's free, free from flesh. And so he said, you can't do that if you don't crucify this flesh every day when you get up in the morning and it starts telling you I don't feel good and I'm not going to act good because I don't feel good you get that flesh and you put it back on the cross and you look up under your redeemer and say Jesus I thank you because you call me out of all this mess and you have given me power and privilege in your kingdom and I will be done in my life today Oh, I wish some of you men would stand up and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Oh, hallelujah. I, I wish you would pray for our city right now while you're standing. Hallelujah. I mean, plead the blood of Jesus over every church family. I mean, I'm just talking about religious systems right now. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is travailing right now. Let's pray it out. 
That's what these lessons are about. They're practicing, they're teaching, and then we practice at school even. That's the way we do it. I wish one of you men would just go ahead and travail for our city. We're not playing church. This is not playing church. I wish somebody just uh, open your heart and travail out. God for every preacher. God for every assembly. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. A pacifier does not yield anything but a limited pacification of enduring another day. I can tell you that a baby will suck a pacifier like crazy and they won't grow on it. Pacifying ourselves with the past is like putting a pacifier in our mouth. Your past cannot furnish your future. The only thing your past can do is complement what you did do and then lead you to a desire to redo. That means go get another bottle of milk. And so that's what the preacher's obligation is, is not feed you something that won't do something for your life. Pacifiers are what we have done through the years. We pacify ourselves with, I got the Holy Ghost, I talked in tongues, I dress right, and now I can talk about my neighbors, I can do this. No, you need to get that pacifier out right there when I can talk about my neighbors and not go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear. Oh, hello. Hey, Sue, my neighbor's dog is loose again. And would you bring your pistol over? Because I am tired of putting up with that little chihuahua. And outside you hear this sound. I hate you, you little chihuahua. Boom! And the first thing you know, you've killed your neighbor's faith. Boom! What if that's what he would have done to me when I was living so ungodly and so full of junk? And I came and I prayed through I prayed through a youth camp. I prayed through a camp meeting. And I prayed through an every revival. But I had a hole in my bucket. So I had to have another revival to get me going again. <laughs> Y'all missed it. Without him getting changed. If you can look in the center aisle right now. This dude is watching me. Three, 
ends at about one and a half. It's only about 40 inches long. And his facial expressions are. Except you become as little children. You won't realize you're being affected by everything going on. You've got to have a faith and a knowledge about what's going on. It's not about going to church to get a good feeling. It's not about going to church to see how many people we can get together here. It's about going to the house of God so the preaching of the word washes my mind from warped ideas of truth, of warped ideas of what I can get by with, of warped ideas of what I can count myself saved by. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not saved till it's over. He that endureth to the end is the last word on saved. We're saved by hope we're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost we're saved you got to have the Holy Ghost to get renewed I'm here to tell you it is insane for us to draw one little thing and think because we got that out of the well that we are full of the well no 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 he said I'm going to get in you I am the well and I will furnish you every commodity that it will take for you to leap over troop to fall off of the wall and to overcome this and overcome that and just overcome and yes I don't care if you do hate me I, I know who I was talking to okay but I'm going to love you because he loved me when I was so stupid it's embarrassing <laughs> look at this eyeball and a few weeks ago, the doctors didn't even know if she'd live, but our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. He hasn't finished that yet. I'm telling you, He is not through with the miracles. We dare not sit in complacency. We have got to hit that prayer room like never before. This world is waiting on a powerful hurricane force of the glory of the Lord, of the wisdom of the Lord, of the power of healing and the power of miracles. I'm here to tell you we're not at the peak yet we have a desire we have a hunger we have a thirst to settle issues in the city we can do it but sometimes we have to do what I had to do today and that's repent but I feel like I let some of you down but I don't feel bad because I know I have a plan with him. It's an insurance agreement. That if I fail. I can get clean. His blood. And his spirit. Take care. Now I may have to live with the memory for a few days. And unless you forgive. You'll carry it with you. And it'll cripple you. So it's, 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 a, it's a process. So having faith in God, what time is it? What time do y'all need to go? One? Anybody agree? You've got to have two or three witnesses. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this ought to be the occasion of our week. It takes faith to get the wheels of progress. And, and I'm, I'm just going to tell you, God gave me all this stuff just fresh today. 
it, it, it was just thrilling. And uh, the spirit of truth, is we are going to faith ourselves into the revival life. Whether that belongs on the sign or not is, is at this point irrelevant to me. I am here to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. I am here to preach a way where there seems to be no way. I am here to preach about a God that is able to open doors that have never been opened for you. I am here today to preach to you a healing God. One that can heal broken hearts. One that can heal broken dreams. One can put back together again the way that we want it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is so imperative in this hour to renew your spirit every day. Now, I'm not going to overly do it. But if you're not praying every day before you leave your house, you're missing out on some of the greatest part of life. Because he will direct your paths if you stay in touch. Because if you humble yourself before God, which simply means obey his will for your life, which is part of prayer. And, you know... A prayer that don't have any spirit in it never gets off the ground. It's got to have faith in it, and it's got to have heart. It, it, it's, it's not enough. Words are absolutely lacking. All you have to do is remember when you first got married. You said you'd do this. And God don't say it like that. He just withholds his blessing. He said, if you don't want to talk to me, it's okay. Because I'm going to love you the same. But when the next time you get a chance, call me. And confess that you wouldn't listen. And then I will come to you. And guess what I'm going to do? You was wanting a $10 bill? Sorry, got mainly ones. Oh, hold on. I want to get too liberal. I like conservative life when it comes to this. <laughs> I see none of y'all are that way. Sure you can't discount that sin? No. He gives more. You wanted a 10? He said, you ask, and I will give it to you. Press down. Run no. You'll never ask for me anything. But I won't give you more than you ask for. That's your God. That's your God. I like serving that God. He is able to do exceeding abundantly. Now, I have preached a long way around to get to this point. There's somebody in this house today that God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You've heard the preaching and the admonition.
to the people that are about to fill this city with living testimonies of what God has done in their life. But you want to join the parade? Be born again of the water and the spirit. No man can enter the kingdom. John 3 and 3, John 3 and 5, John 3 and 7. No man can enter the kingdom without repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, Acts 1 and 8. You don't join it. You're born into it. It's not a matter. You could obey every scripture in that book. And if you don't have that spirit on the day the trumpet sounds, the spirit is going to raise you out of that dead. Because the spirit is life. And you've got a life right now that you don't have to teach to sin. It's built in. But when you have the Holy Ghost or Christ in you, the hope of glory, you are filled with rapture power because in Jesus Christ is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And he came out of a grave because in him was the wealth of the source of the world at large. So, you, Pastor, you said that two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. Because how many times did your mother tell you to stay out of that cookie jar? You got the idea. I better not get my hand back in that cookie jar. Or there won't be no cookies. Could we stand? And I'm asking every man in here to travail for at least one minute over our city. We got more time to do this than we do to have anything else that's not this important. I'm talking about travail. In the Holy Ghost. Mother. If you can do it. The men are leaders. They are the go first guys. And I'm asking you by faith. To travail over our city. Because when Zion travails. Sons and daughters are born. This church ought to be full. Of new family. Sing it all over this building. If you want to come to the front and travail for a little longer, I hope that we birth a new generation. Anybody that would like to come to the front, spend three or four minutes travailing just over our city. To behold you as my King. Oh God, don't let another one die without being born again. Don't let my neighbor get too far away. Where you can pray one for another. Just to see you. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. 
It multiplies huge when we join our efforts together. Don't carry the weight of yesterday into your tomorrow. Carry freedom into tomorrow. Be free. Confess whatever you have to do. Forgive. Move into your tomorrow with glory. Authority. Spiritual energy. Sing it, singers. There's a company of angels going home from this place. The angels of the Lord are going to trail you. I will Just to backslider let me encourage you I was one of those you go ahead and shake off those back shackles you turn your life on over to God again God's been waiting on you sing it one more time don't you pray for your wife pray for your husband if if you're by somebody where it's comfortable pray one for another that multiplies the energy of the spirit Sing that last verse. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. encourage you to come early tonight praying in the altar in the prayer room call a guest we're going to have an evangelistic service tonight call a guest and tell them if you're lacking power if you're lacking peace please feel free to come with me to our service tonight let's evangelize like Jesus has called us to do go ye into all the world I love you I'm praying for you and for your pastor. I am believing God for every promise he's ever made this church. Please don't ever forget, if you can't forgive your neighbor, you're not forgiven.
of God.